0: Witches and, and welcome, welcome to, to Witch Face.
1: I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio, and this is the season one recap. Ah! We made it through a whole year. We did it. Wow. So claps for us. Yes, claps. <laughs> um so some of I guess we just want to talk about the the year, how it went, how we felt about doing it. I feel like we've met some really nice people along the way. Absolutely. Shout out to our friend Leo. Our, our, little Leo our baby little witch, Leo. um, who has been contacting us and she talks to us and we send videos back and forth and, love her. her. <laughs> yeah. So she, um, it was funny because the first video she sent us was like, hi, you know, Gemini and Scorpio. It's Leo. So now she's Leo. So I've kind of adopted her already. A little love that. witch adoption. She's, she's our little baby witch that she names herself. Yeah. Baby witch. We're not we're allowed, not allowed to do that. that. No, but she says she's a baby witch. So she's a baby witch. So, yeah. So, we've met a lot of cool people. Yeah. Um, You know, at the beginning of this, we weren't even sure, like, what we can do. And I had dinner with people. And one person was like, I'll do the logo for you. Sean McShane mm-hmm. uh, did the music. It was just, like, people just came out and we're like we, yeah, let us help you yeah let us help you let us get this help you get this done so that's been really amazing just to see the support and we still have people who want to help us yeah um with marketing and whatnot and we just have to get our act together to like meet with people but mm-hmm. um yeah people just really have been supporting us and that's been everything that just means everything to know that people are backing us and like what we do yeah because you know when we did this we were like well maybe nobody will listen we but were like let's we're having just fun. do it <laughs> We're just two academic witches. So season one recap. So my question, well, first I'm going to talk about something that I have questions for you. Okay. So the one thing I wanted to say was I feel like my practice got stronger. Um, Because, and I think I said this in a previous podcast, I was looking at books now that I hadn't looked at in years. I mean, my Gardner books were in the corner somewhere. Yeah. Like I had to like dig them out. So the idea of looking at these texts now, so many years later and going, oh, wow, it just, it gave me, not that I wasn't clear before, but I feel like, yeah, this is why I do this. And oh, yeah, this is why I don't do this, you know? Yeah. Um Even the Farrars who, you know, we joke around about how much I'm obsessed with that book. I really hadn't looked at it in a while, yeah. you know? So being able to reread them and then have you read them for the first time and get your takes and it kind of made me think about stuff because I listen to what you say and it just sparks in me this idea of wow so there's another way to look at this mm-hmm. and it's been exciting. So for me, even though it hasn't been anything new per se, it has been a little bit new and, and it's been, you know, fresh and fun. Yeah. Um my question for you I mean you can talk about the books too. Yeah. But the year in a day light. How was that? Do you feel like you have a better understanding of Wicca or no? Or did it? And, and I also want to know, and this is probably too many questions at once. Did it add anything to your practice, even though you're not Wiccan, but did you take anything from it? So go ahead.
0: I think there's so many thoughts going through my head right now. I think the year in a day light was super fun. Um, so much of the way that I learned about paganism was very like cerebral, very intellectual, very like reading and like discussing. I didn't do a lot of doing things, a lot of like practicing things when I was young. And so it was really interesting to like see firsthand like an in bulk ritual to see firsthand, you know, what you could do to celebrate certain holidays, things like that was it was something very new to me. Um, and really cool to experience it kind of made me be like oh I wish that like this is how I had gotten into paganism I (laughs) I'm trying really hard to be conscious of where my practice is going because I have seen myself kind of like picking up pieces of Wicca oh really and I'm I try to really like analyze that. I think it's important, especially as a non-Wiccan, to really be critical of what things I'm picking up and why I'm picking them up. Um, I didn't do candles anywhere near as much until we started talking and hanging out. And like, that is a thing that I have to be a little bit critical of. Like, it's important that if I'm using certain herbs, I'm using them in a way that honors my gods. Like, I'm using them in a more Greek, a more Hellenic way. And so it's a fun... I love. This is, like, my favorite stuff is sitting down and, like, analyzing why do I do things. Like, I love that. So it's it's been a really positive experience for me to be critical of what I'm picking up, what I'm changing, whether or not this is appropriate for my practice or not, is, like, everything I ever want from the world. (laughs) So it's like, yes, let's do more of it. Um, The books were really interesting, too, because, like, they weren't – I think Buckland was suggested to me. As like a baby eclectic witch, when I was first starting out, they were like, oh, yeah, read Buckland. But nobody ever suggested that I read Gardner. No one ever said like, hey, this is the history of the practice. So it was really cool to be able to look back and be like, this
1: is where it all came from. And, you know, I think it's really sad that nobody said that to you because no matter how much we may discount these people, we wouldn't be here without them. Yeah. So I feel everybody, even if you – You know, and and here's the thing. You could read Gardner first get disgusted by him if you want to. doesn't mean you should turn your back on Wicca. It just means you should know your history. Yeah. You should know who was there first. Um, And people like Crowley, even though, you know, he was a ceremonial magician and not a Wiccan, we need to know that he was a huge influence. Yeah. And a lot of what we do in our rituals comes from from that. that. You know, I... You owe me a crystal. Oh. <laughs> I hate her. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, man. You've been waiting a long time. I have been waiting forever for that. All right. So I owe her a crystal. I Good feel whoop. like that's the best part of this entire year for me. What? The whole jigsaw? <laughs> this moment crystal? right here. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I've been waiting She's for that. She's insane. Forever. Anyway. You're such a brat. Um. I don't know what I was going to say. What were we, Sorry,
0: saying? we were talking about how we have to know our history and Crowley's important because a lot of our ceremonial magic came from him.
1: Oh yeah. And then I was going to say, you know, what's great about the year and a day is I think, I don't know if it's a Scorpio thing. We are very secretive. Yeah. You know, we're very comfortable talking about the stuff everybody knows. We'll talk about, oh, we get together for a holiday, yeah. but what do we talk about? We talk about divination and we talk about light the holiday light we don't do rituals because we are solo so we do things solo so when we come together it's we're never gonna have yeah. a serious ritual here's the thing the person i'm closest to as far as my practice um one of the scorpios we've never discussed we discuss lightly like you know mm-hmm. did you leave a crystal off or whatever or have you ever used this incense in something? We're very secretive about our practices. Mm-hmm. So even as a coven, we're never going to yeah. really talk about it. I think we got to know more about, and I'm going to get to know more about Helen just, you know, sneak peek next season. Yeah. But we're, we never really divulge too much. And it's not even that we don't trust each other. It's just, it's so, it's so sacred. It's so serious. Yeah. Um. In fact, I said to you recently for a sit and spell, I said, Oh, you know, the importance of cleaning your altar and putting the items back together and mm-hmm. rearranging things. I had just gotten a new altar cloth. And I said, but unfortunately, I won't share that on Instagram, because that's my private. And yeah. that's just how I am. I know how the I know the Scorpios are like that. So when we get together, you you hear, you know, if you ask us a question, I'm going to tell you briefly, yeah, to this, yeah. and then we move on to whatever it is we're doing. When we're always more comfortable talking about spells or divination than we are talking about practice. And yeah. also, because we are all different, we're not going to talk about practice. So I think this was fun for, for that as well, you know. Um, so we also got a question, just to throw this in now, um, it'd be great <laughs> if we can get other Coven members on yeah <laughs> the luck be with great. that we've only been asking since what was the first episode january yeah so since january and what we get are yeah okay yeah 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 mhm so now it's the end of season 1 and it's just been you and me
0: yeah
1: um now don't don't hold your breath on anybody else come no one's coming
0: <laughs> That's just if another member of which face ends up on this show for anything other than the briefest of cameos
1: it will be a miracle. Yeah. And they've been here while we've been recording. I mean, it's not like yeah. they didn't have a chance to say, oh, can I get on there? Can yeah. I just say? Yeah. No. It's
0: Listen, we are a, a coven heavily populated with Scorpios. Y'all are secrets. Just lots of secrets. And I'm sitting here. I'm a Gemini. Like, let's talk about everything. I want to talk about everything. Can we analyze all of this stuff like really deeply? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the things.
1: It's rough for me out here. <laughs> It's rough for me out here. I hear Aquarius is doing readings now for people.
0: I was at a party at (laughs) Aquarius's and I was having trouble, like, um, putting on that that part of me that, like, is good at interacting with people. Mm -hmm. And she made a comment that, like, oh, this is my friend Gemini. She's the one that does the readings. And everybody was like, oh, my God, can I have a reading? Oh, my God. And it was so great for me because I was just like. Yes, that means I don't have to talk to any of you except about what my cards say. So,
1: she's doing it, but she's also like, hey, Gemini, you should do it. That, I'm sorry. I think if I was, that's, if you ever, if I ever go to your house and you want me out, just tell, I tell the guests, this is Scorpio, and she does readings, because I'd say, and here's my coat. Have a great night. If you think I'm going to sit there now.
0: Yeah, at first I was like, not.
1: But I get doing it. You don't it deal but with I was people, like, I didn't so. want
0: to. It was just, I was having one of those days, you know, where like you're just yeah. having trouble like socializing. No, that's not So I everything. was like, this
1: is great. Yeah. Yes. Mm hmm. Let's do this. I don't do parties. Um, it's not a thing that I do. It, you know, if you ask Scorpios what it's like. I mean, and the thing is, it looks like I'm having a great time because I interact with everybody. Yeah. I will have a conversation with everybody, but inside I'm going, I hate all of these people, and I want to leave. I
0: feel like there's always, like, some part of me that I have to put on for that, and sometimes it's oh, yeah. easier
1: to do than others.
0: Like, I was not – it was mm,
1: – it was rough. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on the crowd. Yeah. And I can imagine the crowd there, and I – yeah.
0: Yeah. But Aquarius is doing um, not so much tarot, but she's doing uh, birth charts, which is really exciting because I love getting to talk about birth charts with her. Nice. Nice. I, oh, we should talk about birth charts. We should do that on one episode. Then we can do that next season. Yeah. Yeah. Send us your suggestions for next season. Yeah. Because obviously we want to do something that you guys are going to want to listen to. Yeah. As well as something that we find fun. Um,
1: Other things that we're going to be doing next season, we're going to continue. Well, that's our love of books is always going (laughs) to. Academic witches. Academic witches. So that's not going to end. We're basically just going to keep talking about the history of witchcraft through the different books that have come out. So we pretty much ended in the 80s. So we'll be in – or in the 70s, 80s. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, so we'll be going on from there. Um, And not every single full moon. (laughs) But we have interviews coming up Yay! with different people um, in the community, people who are local in the Lower Hudson Valley and, you know, beyond. So, you know, be on the lookout for that for different people. Well, I'm super excited. The first person up, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm super excited to talk to her. Um, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. So, yeah. So there's that. So we'll be doing interviews. We will be talking about Hellenismos. Yes. Um, They don't have a year and a day light, but we'll be doing something along those lines, uh, talking about mythology and and that stuff and continue on with books. So
0: I think it's going to be good. I'm super excited about it. It's honestly been like a really fulfilling experience. And so I just want to like continue in the trajectory that we've got. And part of that will also be we're still going to be going to um, as many events as we can. Like you're going to see us in the lower Hudson Valley and beyond
1: Possibly. Yeah. Oh, well, I try to get to Salem. Well, now it started snowing here. <laughs> yeah, so so I won't be in Salem, Salem <laughs> again until summer. But yeah, just going around. We'll be doing stuff. We will definitely be out and about. Um And I would also say, you know, let us know if there's any book that maybe you haven't read, but you're not sure and you want us to take a look at it. Yeah. But, you know, we are trying to look at older texts, but we're going to be looking at all sorts of books in the witchdom category. Um I was telling Gemini before, there's a great book on Santeria that I want us to look at. Um, But we're going to try to just do this chronologically just to see how everything has changed. Because as we've mentioned, every book has really been tied to the time period yeah. that it was written. So I think it's important to look at things that way. And I jumped to like 2019 or 2018 and yeah. go, okay, then there's this. Because then if we go back, it's just going to seem kind of kind of weird. And obviously, we can't touch on every book because well we could actually <laughs> we
0: have infinite time yeah
1: that's true <laughs> but it does get hard to read some of the older texts i think that was the hardest part for me um this year was looking at some of these texts and some of them were just like okay this is so dated like yeah. i can't read this i don't want to read this but I'm i think it anyway
0: anybody who's listened to the podcast knows what the hardest part for me was
1: yes we know <laughs> well and then there was summer reading we have summer to change reading, reading. we're doing something else for the summer maybe we don't read anything in the summer we do something else i don't know i think we should like read comic books or watch movies or uh, do something like oh god that would be cultural funny. like which movies yeah especially because I, I
0: haven't seen a lot of them like i haven't seen the craft
1: i haven't seen practical magic okay well practical magic i can see you sitting through but you don't like to be scared is now, the i don't craft think scary nah, i don't think it's scary but, but it's creepy it has creepy moments. It's not scary. <sighs> this is... <laughs> I'm going to do a you poll on Instagram. Did you think the craft was scary? <laughs> it's not scary, but, like, you don't do any horror. I don't do any horror. So that's where I'm coming from. Like, if you don't do any horror, like, I'm a horror fan. So for me, this craft is not scary. I have no idea if you're going to I feel like if I'm
0: appropriately warned, I
1: could watch the craft. Now that I know that I might be spooked. Did you ever watch Buffy? Yeah. Okay, then it's not scary. Then you're fine. The craft is like Buffy. Oh, then I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that when you tell me you don't do horror, that's when I start thinking, all right, so what's scary to you? Uh Like when Nosferatu was on SpongeBob, was that scary no. to you? Well, then you'll fine. <laughs> no. Then you'll be okay. I love SpongeBob. There you go. So I have a question for you. Is there anything that you were disappointed in? Why are you giving me that face? I what does mean- that mean? Is there anything that I was disappointed in? Susanna Budapest. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, No. Is there anything you wish we had done? There are
0: times when – like, really the only thing that ever disappoints me is when I am not achieving to the level that I want to with Witch Space. So, like, there have been times when, like, I spend a really long time editing and I don't think the quality is as good as it could be. Okay. Or um, – like, sometimes stitching together certain parts of the podcast is really difficult. So, the I'm only ever really disappointed with um, myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think that... I don't know what there even would be to be disappointed with.
1: Were you disappointed with anything? I mean... You know, I think it is... Being disappointed in myself a little bit because sometimes I think about the things that I gave you to do, and i'm and I'm like, I know we called it a, a year in the day light, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like, uh, that wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like, did I give her enough information? Is the project I had her do? Is she getting anything? out of it other than just making the thing or doing the thing like is she getting something is she understanding something about the holiday based on what I gave her do you know what was my favorite um
0: holiday thing the egg the egg yeah that was awesome yeah and there were so many parts in the process where I could like do my own magic Mm -hmm. like infuse while I was making the dough or like while I was cooking it or doing sigils like that was so that was the best Out of all of them. I was also super excited for the garland for Christmas just because it was also really nice to, like, go to my mother's house and be like, hey, I brought this decor and have them be like, oh, that's so sweet. Because that's not my job when I go to my mother's house. My job is just to, like, hang out and celebrate Christmas. It was, like, a nice little touch to be able to, like, give a
1: gift with what I was doing. Every year I decorate my classroom um, with holly representations of holly i draw Mm -hmm. them and everyone's like oh christmas what i'm really doing is trying to keep (laughs) this is gonna sound terrible the dark christian vibes (laughs) from my classroom because that's the point of holly to keep like darkness away and i feel that a lot of these kids come into school and they're so christian they're so into um i don't know i've got a lot of kids that are like over the top religious so i always when i put it on there I'm thinking about that. I'm also thinking about the kids who maybe have lost a parent Mm -hmm. who are going through hard times. Keep the darkness away in this classroom. So the kids are like, oh, great Christmas decorations. And I'm going, are they now? Thank you. (laughs) So I think that's what I like. And I think it's the same feeling for Sarah and this idea that everyone is celebrating with us Mm -hmm. and they have no idea what they're celebrating.
0: You know what I mean? They have
1: no idea where it really comes from or. Why I am doing this, you know?
0: Yeah, I think I became more conscious this year of the fact that, like, to the rest of the world, my holidays are
1: bullshit. <laughs> oh, because you're Hellenic. Yeah, like, really the
0: only time I've seen my holidays is when we read Budapest, and that wasn't, like, a great
1: representation of my holidays. Right. Well, a couple of times they've mentioned Greek yeah. gods and other, in Gr- other yes, books. Yes, but
0: never, like... Never like this. Never Anthesteria. Right. <laughs> like, never the Yellow Mysteries. So it's, um, it's something that I I want to explore going forward as, like, the line between community and my solo practice. Because, like, mm. it is nice to be able to celebrate the holidays with the rest of the world. Right. Even, at, like, celebrating Halloween and also Samhain is kind of nice. Yeah. So where's the... How does it work?
1: Yeah, I think that's what I like. I think that's why I get so pumped for Sarowin and Yule, because I feel like these are holidays where I can decorate my house. I can do whatever it is I want. Yeah. People come over. I mean, I have family that comes over for Christmas because I do it in my house. And they're definitely – some of them are definitely Christian. What they see and what I see when are they two look different at, things. Yeah, yeah, are two different things. But we can come together and celebrate together, and yeah. I think that's really nice because when you do have, when you do practice a religion that is not the mainstream religion, you're mm-hmm. going to feel left out. I felt very left out growing up you know? And I did put on the persona of, you know, what are you? Okay, I'm Christian. Like, you know, I was just going to assume that I'm Catholic and that's it. And as I got older, I got more comfortable in telling people what I was, but you know, you get scared. You don't want to be ostracized. You don't, especially little kids, you know? So, but yeah, it is fun because I can just be myself and everybody's still being themselves. But what are we all looking at? So, you know, it's kinda nice. But yeah, I thought the eggs were awesome. The eggs were yeah. so cool. And also
0: I, lo- I always love getting a good boomerang of whatever we're doing. So like yeah. the boomerangs of the eggs and like the video of you breaking
1: the egg open yeah. just like warmed my little heart. Just great. I love our sit and spell Sundays. Too. I
0: love our sit and spell Sundays. <laughs> I look
1: forward to those so much. Sometimes
0: it's really tough because this you know what? Let's do this. What? Let's have this moment. One of the things that when I – she's looking at me like I'm crazy because I didn't tell her anything, but let's do this. When I started in paganism, like, a lot of what I did and the community that I had was just sort of, like, spell production. Mm. We just, like, made as many spells as humanly possible. And so I feel really comfortable doing spell design. And I hope you guys see it in the sit and spells when I talk about like, well, how would I use this specific amethyst crystal? Or like, how could I design a spell that functions in this way or that way? Here's four different versions of a candle spell that will do blah, blah, blah. I'm really comfortable with spell design. But I've been trying more and more with our sit and spells to be more centered on like, what am I really using? What am I really doing? What is really useful and valuable to me? Because it's great to understand the fundamentals, and everybody should understand the fundamentals of spell design. It's super important. But it's another thing entirely to be just like pumping out spells.
1: Yeah, and I think we were very conscious of when we do spell Sunday, it should be about how we put stuff together, mm-hmm. not the spell itself, which is why we don't go into detail. Sometimes we do. And I think in the beginning we thought this is what we yeah. do. But it's not about what we do. It's about what should, what can you do. Exactly. Right? So it's about giving you a little push like, oh, I never would have thought of that. But it's not necessarily the entire spell. Exactly. In fact, one of the spells I did... And I think you remember, because you were here, we were recording when a friend of mine said, I need a candle. And I ran upstairs. And my first thought was, I need this, this and this. And then I looked in my cabinet and I went, I don't have that. Yeah. So it's about looking at the spell in a different way. Yeah. You know, okay, so if I don't have this, how can I still get the same results attacking the spell in a different way? Yes. Um. And, and doing it that way. So that to me is fun. And that's as as a witch, that's what you should do. If you rely only on, well, if I don't have a white candle, I can't do this. If I don't have this, I don't – you should be able to say, okay, I don't have the white candle. What's another way I can approach what this person is asking me to do and do it? And I did. And to be honest with you, I think it was a better spell. Yeah. And I haven't heard back from him. I have no idea how it went. <laughs> oh, no. But he was super happy. I gave it to him uh this weekend, and um and he was really happy with it. So, you know – there's a card in um, the Liminal
0: Space Oracle deck that says a magician is only as good as their tools. Mm. And for a while, that card kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because I don't think that's true. But I think when you really think about it, a magician is only as good as their tools. Their tools are your brain. Exactly. i right? just pointing <laughs> to my head. Yeah. <laughs> you, your tools are all of the information that you've gathered right. over time and using those that information in creative and unique ways exactly it doesn't like it literally i buy target candles Mm -hmm. right i'm never ever gonna hide that from anybody i buy target candles because i really enjoy one um target has a great line of candles that smells delicious but two they're easily accessible to me i can design them whatever way i want like there's no pre-worked energy in that And a lot of the people that I give candles to, like, want a normal candle. Right. They feel uncomfortable with something
1: that's too witchy. See, and that's the opposite for me. It's like people who ask me for stuff are expecting something that's full on, you know, what they consider full on witch. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I think you're 100% right. You're, the biggest tool you have, the most important tool is your brain and it's your creativity. And, yeah. you know, if you've got the knowledge, you can approach a spell anyway. You should not be wed to one way of doing anything because that's not what, I don't think that's what being a witch and doing spells is yeah. about, you know?
0: So it's, it's a lot
1: of fun for me. And um yeah, we'll see what sit and spells what we have for the future. For the rest of our Sundays. For the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives.
0: Oh, man. I can't wait when we start doing, like, old person spells. It's like, ooh, spell to make my sciatica less bad.
1: Oh, my (laughs) God. Old person spells. How long do you think we're going to be doing this podcast Forever. Forever? Okay.
0: We're going to die doing this podcast. (laughs) So, I don't know what else to
1: say. This has been... A really fun year. And uh, here's to many more fun years to come. I hope so. This has been... uh, I don't know. It's just it, – we've always had these conversations, and I just do them now, we have them forever. It's a surreal experience. It is.
0: And, like, for me, I know you listen to the podcast every day that I, I post do. it. I don't re-listen to them because I'm because I'm editing. Okay. So, like, I listen to the podcast again when I'm editing. I got it. Okay. So I just imagine, like, in 10 years, like, you know what, maybe I'll, like, start from the beginning. I'll start it at Witchspace Season 1 and see where
1: we started. <laughs> You know, I get super excited when it comes out. You really do? I just cannot wait. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. And it's so silly because I know what's on it. There are no surprises. Yeah. But there is something about it that's just super exciting.
0: So no matter what, we're going to be making
1: podcasts because we like to listen to ourselves talk. (laughs) We do (laughs) like to listen to ourselves talk. (laughs) No, I'm just really glad that this resonated with so many people, this podcast. Um, I'm so happy every time somebody reaches out, even if we don't have the answer, we will try to find the answer yeah. for you. Um I just feel like we have a nice little community and I'm just glad people are enjoying this because we enjoy it. I like this is like a highlight of my week when we do this. Like yeah. I look forward to I'm recording on this day. Like it's just so much fun to get together to do this. So yeah. So just thank you, everybody who's listened. Keep, you know, sending us emails or sending us DMs and just telling us what you want us to talk about, if there's a book you want us to read, you know, if you have more questions, definitely do that. Um, interact with us. We And I'd love totally our- love
0: if you follow us on Instagram yes. at Co. It would be nice to hit 500 before the end of the
1: year. Well, I was going to say it's just easy um, if we want to release something or do something to just do it on Instagram. Yeah, but it would also be nice yeah. to hit 500. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a giveaway.
0: I have a lot of stuff that I've been saving for giveaways, and I just want to, like, hit a big number, so. Okay. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. So that's it. I guess see you next year. Oh, man, see you next year.
0: Oh, God. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you, Sean McShane, for providing us with amazing intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're you're following following us. us.
1: That's it.